TheItSpot.com From Television City in Hollywood. What kind of man drunk you take me for? I was intoxicated. No, I'm not drunk, madam, but you give me an idea. A very bad habit. You're listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Horn. Hello. How are you? Ah, fucking peachy. How are you? Good. I'm recording already. Excellent. I like when you start right off the bat, because sometimes we might miss some really important shit. Yeah. Because it's all just so good. Yeah, I'm not sure that's ever happened before, but you never know, I suppose. No, you actually usually wait, and then you tell me I'm recording now, and I'm like, I thought you already were. By fucking peachy, are you being sarcastic? <coughs> Excuse me. Are you sick? Not really, although I have coughed today. Maybe you have a furball. I don't know. Maybe I am coming down with something. What are you banging around on? Uh, a pencil and a mouse pad. Excellent. It's delightful, thanks. I'm sure it is. Let's see. Are you trying to fake ice cubes? Uh, no. Oh, stop it. Practice pad. Oh, is that is that is that the drum missing drum roll from last episode? What are you talking about? I put a drum roll in it. You did? Yes. Did you really? Yes. Oh, I thought it still said insert fanfare here. Uh, Which I actually, I actually found it quite comical, but I didn't realize that I had the computer reading that part. But I liked it. I was glad it was still in there. What do you mean? On the raffle winner announcement. Mm. I see. Oh, yeah, that's because it was read by a computer. That's right. 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 So, yes, that was still there. But there was, in fact, a drum roll and cheering in it. Oh, good. Clearly, you didn't listen to it. Well, I haven't listened back, no. It's too soon. You, you just assumed that I hadn't done it. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's a logical assumption. you got to give me that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fair. No, I I can't listen to the episodes until they're at least a year old. Yeah, well, it's not like I listen to them either. I just, I'll spot, I know, but actually, spot I, check stuff, though. It, you should go back and listen to some of the old, old ones. It's like listening to somebody else's show. It's weird. I haven't, well, I haven't listened to any of the old episodes since we went through a time of going back and listening to them. Yes. That was when we, s- several years ago now. Yeah. yeah. When we first did the drinking game, I think you and I sat at the bar and listen to four in a row or something mm, no we've listened to some since then because we ran out of tiki bar tvs to watch oh god we must have been super bored yeah well super drunk Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't find any entertainment on the internet let's listen to us funny anyway what what do you listen to now regularly um, I actually, you know, considering that theoretically I probably have more time to listen to podcasts, I listen to far less than I did because uh, I'm not doing the same transit that I used to. Right. Um, not commuting does not completely change that habit. Not commuting and not being in my own uh, office at a desk. Right has greatly affected things. Now, I am at home an awful lot, so I can listen to podcasts, but but I have a TV here, Uh. which I didn't have at work. So, you know, a lot of times that's on while while I'm doing stuff. Sure. So, I don't know, like in terms of uh, regular stuff, I'm behind in everything. I can tell that. You know, like Total Talk Nonsense I'll listen to, but like I'm probably three episodes behind in that and... Distorted View I listened to for the first time in months a couple of days ago. I listened to some screenwriting podcasts. Oh, that could be interesting. Send me a couple of those. Okie dokie. 
Well, I listen a lot more in in the last little while because um, I stopped my TV habit because it was a bad distraction because I didn't have it on anything I was really paying attention to. It was yeah, just on, I know. It's just on for thing. company. You know that like I'm one of those rare freaks who can't listen to music or talking or anything when I'm working, working. Mm-hmm. But when I'm painting, I feel fucking am finding podcasts perfect it's just on if i miss something no big deal blah blah, blah you know but the tv's too distracting because i will look up at it too much all right but yeah i still don't listen to anything if i'm computer working but uh for painting podcasts have been wonderful and audiobooks doing a lot of audiobooks hmm. yeah I'm trying slowly to shift my habits. I haven't fixed all of them, but I figure I can't tackle them all at once, right? <laughs> yeah. When I have the TV on, there's the odd thing that I do actually watch, but I have to tell myself, wait, why Why the hell is this thing on that I'm not paying attention to when I could right. be listening to a podcast or something? Exactly. Or music. And is I'm more it? productive, too, because I know. then I'm not fucking looking over at the TV Every now and then going, yeah, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's an unnecessary distraction. And how. And how. So what's uh, what's new with you? Um, I've hardly worked. Aww. I got a couple of good days that I made outrageous amounts of money. But unfortunately, if they don't happen every week, it doesn't really help that much. And I mean outrageous for a day. <laughs> Yeah. Of course, 16 hours, but yeah, still. But if you have to stretch it over a couple of weeks, that's painful. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're on call, so you can't commit to anything else. Not really, no. Yeah. No, I, re- I remember uh, Dreamy Dean talking a lot about that end of that kind of work. And he also said the winter tends to be slower, which you're obviously heading into. I know, that's frightening. So, yeah, anything and everything you can find to do from home while you're on call to make up the slack, the better. Yeah, which so far is nothing. Mm. Although I'm shooting a video this weekend, the the one that's been in the works for ages. Oh, good. Actually uh, doing most of our shooting on Saturday, so... Yay, which means that if I do get a, well, I, I, which means I have to make myself unavailable for Saturday. That's when I'll have to say, nope, sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> and sorry about not paying the rent, landlady person. That's never good. Because I'm doing a video for free. Right. It's not like you can blow off something that's taken like six months to get everyone to agree on a day. So True. How are things with you? I'm exhausted. I'm working my ass off, but uh, it feels good to be productive. I'm very messily scattered productive, but productive. Like work, like pay work or painting work? Both. I've had to take on an, a hell of a lot more of of the the what you call pay work <laughs> than, than I wanted to, especially this time of year. But this is when that gets busy. So I'm in no position to say no to it. But I've got five paintings all over the place in random states of semi-finished, including the raffle painting, which makes me feel like shit because I want to just ship it. But good. Uh, the gallery sold one of my paintings on Saturday. Yay. Yay. I know. Big yay. They had a very slow summer. I think I mentioned that last week or the week before or the week before that or probably for the last 10 episodes. But uh, yeah, it's this time of year. Thank God the tourists are back in town and it was purchased by a man in Holland. So it's on an airplane right now going to Holland. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. Very cool. You're you're an internationally selling artist now. I technically already was, if you consider Canada and the U.S. and Mexico international. Well, that's true. It's not not so, quite as glamorous as. Yes, I just added overseas. A overseas. So yes, this will be the first overseas. And I actually thought the raffle painting would be because mm, the the oh, ratio yeah. <laughs> the ratio of ticket purchasers was was definitely working in that favor, but. Uh, 
Oh, and and just yeah, I promised I promised on the episode when we didn't know the raffle winner's name that we would congratulate him in real human voices this episode. It's taken a little while for us to get there. Congratulations, Kenneth Gallo. I have since found out that he found us through either the Dravelcast or Escape, uh, one of the Escape Partists podcasts. He's a regular listener of both. He said he heard the raffle promo at the end of one of the stories on one of those shows. And now we're on his favorites list, too. Hooray. Yay. So it wasn't my reading of... Uh... Chuckles Mulrooney, attorney for the damned. No, I actually think it might have been your cockroach hat. <laughs> he he didn't specify, but he said, I'm a regular listener of the Drabblecast and Escape Artist Podcast, which is Escape Pod, Pseudopod. Right. And Pseudopod was playing the promo clip every episode, so I can't be sure. You know, maybe maybe he'll let us know a little more detail. Or maybe he doesn't remember. Someone made a contact request on Skype. Oh, yeah? Who? Jeremiah Ticket. It could be just a random spam, or it could be somebody who actually listens. I know. Well, ask him. Can you chat to him while you're on the phone with me? I think not unless I... uh, Oh, maybe I can. I think you can just ask. Are you looking for the Air Out My Shorts podcast? I don't think it hurts to ask. I didn't think I could. So I'm just being friendly and saying, who are you? Yeah, I mean, Air Up My Shorts is a bit more of a specific search find than the requests that I get, which are, they found horror. Right. <laughs> right. I get stray strangers trying to add me to their Skype contacts all the time. Mm-hmm. Which I bet. Is a sh- it's a shame because I get excited and think, oh, yay, somebody we can call when we're on the air. And then I go, oh, they're probably not searching the word whore. They're just finding the word whore. <laughs> and they're pedophiles from Malaysia. But aren't we all? Uh, from Malaysia? No. <laughs> but on boom. Um, oh, yeah, it was uh, Nui Blanche. Uh, oh, yes, I meant to ask you that. I had. I actually had notes to ask you about that, and of course, you know, I scribble stuff down on napkins and shit and then throw them away. That, uh, for people who don't know, is, it's, it, I don't know how they describe it. Now, I remember originally they said an, an all-night art thing, which I guess is a somewhat accurate description, if not informative, and that's why I didn't go for, like, the for first the, year. For the first couple of years, it was accurate. Um, that, that, and those were the years that I went, and then I stopped going when it started getting to what it is now. I don't know. I've I found it pretty much the same every year. So, and as I say, that description did nothing for me, which is why I didn't go out initially. But well, way to support the arts buttons. It was well, you know, it was it was uh, it was all right. It's it goes from seven o'clock at night till seven in the morning, and I think we stayed out till six or so we drank of course throughout the night mm-hmm. um it was also mrs button's birthday so yes happy birthday hey. mrs buttons facebook failed to remind me and i was upset when i saw it three days later i think it must be off because i didn't get a notification either i got a notification well, for everyone else but if she switched to timeline it doesn't seem to notify people mm. i don't know something went screwy i stopped getting proper birthday reminders when timeline oh. took over I ignore everyone's birthday anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. But Inclu- Including your own. Mm-hmm. Which, as long as I've known you, which is what, like 26 years? Mm-hmm. I have never known your birthday. Yeah, I know. You've only ever found it out by accident. You keep it very well hidden. <laughs> I do. I also have a lot of people who just don't give a shit. I'm saying I would give a shit if I knew. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't need any reminders. There'd be much fanfare and drum rolls. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. Hey, so I uh, I had the uh, the jazz band at one of our regular places uh, sing her happy birthday, so that made her Aww. quite oh, happy. That's, oh, that's romantic. Yeah, which I was planning to do, uh, but just to make it clear, she did suggest it once or twice as well. Oh, <laughs> well, that totally screws it up. So it's and, like you can't let anyone be spontaneous, can you? And did you make her a pot roast? No. Aww. Yeah. 
No, when I have three hours to do it, I'll do it. I always assume when you're asking me how to cook something that there's either a birthday or an anniversary or something that you can't afford a gift for involved. <laughs> More than just, I'm craving this and feel like cooking. It's no, like, it's, it, was, <laughs> it actually literally was that. There's this uh, packaged pot roast like it, that would be in the refrigerated area of your supermarket that was amazing we bought it uh, like we've got this kind of small grocery store around the corner from us and we bought it one night thinking well you know we don't want to cook maybe this is edible and we got it it was great so and you just you pop it open it's in a bag you can either you can nuke it or throw it in the oven to to heat it up so we we and like like, vacuum packed yeah we'd, we'd make some mashed potatoes we'd throw you know, we'd throw that in for half an hour, and then we'd have this, and it was amazing. That's and now convenient. I can't find it. Oh, that's convenient as hell. Yeah. Oh, it's super great. As okay. I say, if, you ev- if you ever find it again, let me know who makes that, because I would totally buy that. It's not worth making a roast. It's, it's perfect, just... too, because it, it, like it's, it's enough for two people or for one person for two fairly filling meals. Like it's not when you look at it, it's like, well, this isn't very big, but uh, it's a little deceiving at how much it's there. And it's and it's like super like it just disintegrates when you touch it, too. Awesome. Just amazing. And uh, yeah, I have no idea who the the makers are. And I've tried Googling it and I can't find any. Did you ask the people at the store? No, you should. I should. You should. Maybe they stopped carrying it because nobody was buying it. And if they knew there was a demand for it, they'd maybe. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's possible because that can't have a big shelf life. So they were, maybe they were throwing too much of it out and they stopped. Mm. Yeah, it could be. It's worth asking. Yeah. And the people around the corner would know too. The grocery store might be kind of like, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because the grocery store kept it too, but we had a price shopper and it's changed into a fresh co. So I don't know that. Freshco definitely sounds more expensive than Price Chopper. Yeah, it's pretty cheap too. But the the thing is, is the fact that this roast is missing from there as well. Yeah, that's troublesome. I don't know if it has anything to do with the store change or if it's just they've gone out of business or what. Right. Oh, well. It's infuriating. So anyway, uh, this this came up where we were kind of like, man, I wish we had some pot roast. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should try making it. I've only tried it once before. It turned into just a rock of meat. Yeah, I think I remember that. I think. Did you give me a slow cooker? Uh, I think you got one that used to be mine that I had given to someone else and they gave it to you. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Because yeah. it kind of worked for... <laughs> I don't know. Like a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. And then I put it on, I, I have it on high or whatever. And it's like, nothing's right. cooked. And then you screw everything up. Yeah. It was like body temperature was how hot it was getting. Oh, so that's not good. It didn't really cook anything. <laughs> you might as well just hold the pot roast between your legs and go about your day. Yeah. Because all it was doing was basically cultivating bacteria Ew. instead of cooking, instead oh. of destroying it. Maggoty goodness. Hey, so, uh, okay, so what else have uh, you been up to? Honestly, just, just work, pain. work, 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 work. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to reinvent my habits. I haven't updated the, the drinking or the eating parts yet or the smoking, but um, I've been much better at multitasking, uh-huh. which was a big problem for me. It's really hard for me to go back and forth between the computer work work and the painting because by the time the day's over, I'm just so fucking the last thing I want to do in the world is paint. Mm-hmm. So kind of yeah. like the last thing that I want to do after this is uh, sit on the computer and do call sheets and uh, storyboarding for my right my thing. <laughs> so I probably won't. But you need to, so there. I do. We should read a story. We should. You know why? Because uh, this is boring. <laughs> oh, because this is there up my shorts and that. Oh. Who here? I don't hear any ice cubes, by the way. I don't have any ice cubes. I only have them if I have actual drinks to drink. Okay. Well, I need to take a five-second pee break. I've got a stinky freezer, 
which is why I don't make ice cubes in my freezer. Oh, why don't you just put in a couple of, well, does it need to be defrosted? Is your fridge that old? No, it needs to be washed, but. Okay, so wash it and put in a box of um, baking soda. Or I can just buy ice from the store. <laughs> no, fix your freezer. It's only buy- two- Buying ice ice is the stupidest thing in the world, unless you're going camping or to a big party and have a cooler. You shouldn't be buying ice. That's silly. You're on a budget, man. Make your own ice. Maybe then I could sell it. You just, you open up a box of Calgran baking soda and put it in your freezer, but likely wipe it down and clean it out first. It absorbs odors and bad flavors. So are we going to read a story or what? Yeah, I'm going to pee first, I told you. Don't you lecture me. You're the one who interrupted me and stopped me from peeing by by saying that your freezer was... Stinky. (laughs) The way you phrased it was much raunchier than that, but okay. I have a stinky freezer. All right, well, it's better than having stinky other things. I'll be right back. Okay. Entertain the troops. My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney. Why is it called baloney if it's spelled bologna? Like Kelowna. And all that jazz. Rum, 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 dipockety, how That's perfect timing. Now she gets a drink. Now she falls down the stairs. Holy Christ on a cross. What? <laughs> Sounds like she's slamming someone's head in the door. Putting my headphones on. Hello. 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 Hi, Buttons. It's me, the word whore. Yay. Okay, what do we got in the mailbag? Bring it. Okay. What we got is... uh... What? (laughs) What? (laughs) You... You sound like you're doing Foley for a movie. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. What's a Foley? You're, you're moving around and you hear doors slamming and footsteps <laughs> and can opening. What's Foley? Foley, it's sound effects. Oh, why don't you just call it sound effects? Because it's why called you... Foley. Okay, but where did that come from? I don't know, but it's... Hey, where did Cakewalk come from? That's really bothering me lately. I heard someone say cakewalk on TV, and I thought, what's the fucking origin of that? Walking with a cake is is not easy. It's one of those things you do very carefully and tentatively. So how did, how did cakewalk become piece of cake? Maybe it stems from piece of cake, but I don't know. Why don't you know the answers to these things when I ask? Well, I can know the answer in a couple of seconds if you really want to know. I want to know the origin of cakewalk. And I assume that you don't mean the um, the music software. I mean, when someone says it was a cakewalk, they mean piece of cake. But a cakewalk is hard. Ask anybody. Ask Angry Phone Guy. He once fell into a piece of cake and cut his lip open and bled all over the cake. Who? Angry Phone Guy. He was trying to do, I think we told this story, or he did. I'm sure it's on an old episode. He, uh, he thought he would do this gag where he was responsible for picking up the cake for a birthday party. And he showed up and it was like a backyard barbecue kind of thing. And he's, he took the cake out of the cardboard box, the cake box, and put the cake in his car and walked into the party with the empty box because he wanted to do like a, you know, old school Dick Van Dyke style fall down gag. And pretend he'd ruined the cake. But when he did it, his chin hit the sidewalk 
And he bled all over the place and really hurt himself, cut his lip open and stuff. <laughs> so it wasn't funny. And he said, everybody was crying. <laughs> I don't know. It was probably a kid's birthday party. Anyway, I'm sure that's a rerun. And I, I'm sure I've said this before, too. I can't believe we're recycling stories. So what's the origin of Cakewalk? It's a dance. It's an easy dance to do. Because that doesn't explain the origin of the phrase. Here, let's. Uh, I'll tell you. Tell you what it says. You tell me what. Uh, and on Wikipedia, the cake. Tell me what. The cakewalk dance was developed from a prize walk done in the days of slavery, generally at get-togethers on plantations in the southern United States. Alternate names uh, for the original form of dance were a chalk line walk and the walk around. At the conclusion of a performance of the original form of the dance, uh, blah, 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 an enormous cake was awarded to the winning couple. Thereafter, it was performed in minstrel shows exclusively by men until the 1890s. The okay, but when did it become a phrase for it was easy? Uh, I, it does not say. Maybe people are just misusing it for decades uh, here, modern to times. mean piece of cake. In modern times, the American English term cakewalk was used as early as 1863 to indicate something that is very easy or effortless, though the dance itself could be physically demanding. It was generally considered a fun recreational pastime. The phrase takes the cake also comes from this practice, as could piece of cake. There you go. So I was right to have an issue with it. The dance isn't easy and neither is walking with cake. And now back to our regular <laughs> Okay, what's in the fucking mailbag? Buttons and whore. This is a story. You read stories. Read this story. I like where he's going with this. Yeah, me too. He <laughs> seems to be corralling us uh, to where we're supposed to be going. <laughs> we should have read that sooner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Actually, this is an off-the-cuff creation inspired by your plot plunger that gave me the following assortment of words. He's going to tell us the plunge. Feel-good dunce murders tender Presbyterian at sunset. Oh, good plunge. Mm-hmm. A murder mystery. I'm so happy he included the plunge with the message. Thank you, thank you, whoever this is. With a muse like that, how could I fail to respond with a story like this? It's wordy, it's pretentious, it has cheesy attempts at comedy, and it has historical significance coming out of its pores. Nice. It's, so it's either you or the New Yorker. <laughs> oh, so close. Such a toss-up. If you decide to read this, it will be my fifth story on Air Up My Shorts. Yay! Which I think grants me access to the green room, a key to the executive washroom, and dinner with the captain. Please tell the chef I like my lobster shelled and that he should warm up my gazpacho soup. Nice. Thanks and keep on airing or shorting or whatever. Mike Dominic. Nice. Paladin oh. Freelance. Excellent. Who I do kind of remember. Thank you, Mike Dominic, for remembering to include your plunge. It means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Dunce in the Presbyterian by Mike Dominic. As the sinking sun scattered gold across the rooftops of Geneva on this pleasant May evening in 1564, Pastor John Kelvin's lowered head bobbled slightly as he made his way home. Bobbled. What'd I say? <laughs> you said bobbled. <laughs> okay. It's a bob. I, I did the whole thing really badly. It had a lot of S's, and I was very aware of the amount of saliva in my mouth. I Aren't shall start always? again. I'm very salivatory. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Dunce and the Presbyterian by Mike Dominic. As the sinking sun scattered gold across the rooftops of Geneva on this pleasant May evening in 1564, Pastor John Calvin's lowered head bobbed slightly as he made his way home from the... <laughs> from the... I'm not even through the first sentence, and it's already killing me. I know. I said, thinking sun scattered gold across the rooftops of Geneva on this pleasant May evening in 1564, 
Pastor John Calvin's lowered head bopped slightly. I was slightly. doing on a pilot ship. <laughs> I was doing on a pilot ship. <laughs> oh, okay. boy, okay. You do after bobbed slightly. I'll regroup. <laughs> Pastor John Calvin's lowered head bopped. Not with, not with that voice. Oh. Bob slightly as he made his way home from the Scuola Publica. He was considering one final revision to be made of his life's crowning work, the Institute of the Christian Religion. Oh, come on. And so in his introverted state, failed to notice the muscular giant who blocked his path until he had quite literally bounced off him. Oh, we're so fucked. This is the first paragraph. Unfortunately, it's not that long. Well done. I think somebody's dropping a bomb. It's just an airplane. And someone honking outside for you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's one of your Skype admirers. Yeah, sure. It's skulking in the bushes. Oomph, complain the renowned theologian. Theologian. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> we're so screwed. I hope you're not editing this. We're we're Scott and TTNing all over this. <laughs> I've TTNing all over this motherfucker. I I'm convinced we need to start from the top. Oh, I think it's going quite well. Okay. Mm, complain the renowned theolo- <laughs> <laughs> theologian. Theologian. Holy fuck! I've got this tiny fly the, flying around my head. The logian. <laughs> Theologian? That's the word I'm looking for. I think I said it once right already. Whew, I hate reading off my screen. Not one of his more... Oh, fuck. Erudite moments. What we're, you... we're never going to get through this. This is ridiculous. I can't get through more than five words. Why don't you just pause with every word that you can't read? <laughs> okay. And I'll read it. But that's embarrassing. I know. It may... It's really embarrassing. In fairness, it's because I have a great deal of trouble reading off of my monitor and my printer's out of ink. And I'm trying to be green so I didn't replace it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. From his sudden seat on the cobblestones, he craned his neck up to take in the full extent of the person with whom he had collided. Heavy, iron-bound boots supported a towering figure in clothes that were little better than rags. Massive. Massive, bru- <laughs> Massive brutish hands, veined and scarred, the nails blackened and ragged, dangled meatily from torn sleeves that have given up any pretense of providing adequate coverage to the cumbrous arms they contained. He's doing this on purpose. This is like a tongue-twisting delight of sugary, purpley, prosy goodness. I like now now how you're just forcing yourself to say those words because you don't want me to cut in. I know, but I love the way it's written. I just wasn't expecting it, and I'm really pissed off that I didn't print this out. The shoulders at which they terminated had the span of a stout wagon's axle, and were set so square as to make an architect jump on his protractor out of envy. Crowning all. (laughs) Well done. Beautiful. Well done. Crowning all, a capstone to this wall of a man, was a head that did not look so much chiseled from granite as hacked from it by a drunken sculptor with blunt tools and a very basic conception of how to use them. A flattened cranium, piebald with greasy, lanky hair, threw itself forward in an overarching brow that gave generous shade to deep-set, heavy-lidded eyes, themselves separated like Pyramus and Thisbe? <laughs> I, am, I feel like we're just destroying this, this lovely, lovingly crafted... Oh, no, you are. I'm not. Okay, yeah, okay, just me. Separated like Pyramus and Thisbe by a projecting wall of a nose that did nothing to complement the thin lip chisel slash that was clearly meant to serve as a mouth. How many How many sentences? This is beautiful. Was, was that all one sentence? Yes. 
the skin had no I think in greenish. total where we are right now was four sentences. Yes. And we're probably at 40 minutes. The skin had an overall greenish blue tone that spoke of summers spent reclining in some of the best sepultures Europe had to offer. Yeah, do you know how you pronounce that? I've never known. Is it sepulcher or sepulcher? Um I would have said sepulchers. Yeah, it's just... It that looks, doesn't make it right. No, it looks French, so I'm thinking it might be sepulchre. Oh, you don't want to start talking to me French right now. Mm. I told you, right, that the escape pod story that I was sent to do was... I was supposed to sound French-Canadian. Yeah, which I don't know why they gave it to you. I know, of all the people, I think they just thought Canadian. What's the fucking difference? But of all the people... I pray to God they have no actual French-Canadian listeners because they will be outraged of why they got an Ontarioan to read the story. You didn't try to read it in a French-Canadian accent, did you? No, I originally thought I should, and then I just thought, you know what, that's just going to be so wrong. (laughs) And and then I said to them, there? Oh, no, no. I just wanted to pronounce certain words properly for the sake of the context of the story. But, yeah, I'm I'm counting on the fact that their audience is predominantly American. Where are we? Are you looking up sepulchres? Looking up the pronunciation. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sepulcher. Why, why do we have a pseudo-literary show? I guess we've been quite open. That I'm, I'm trying should... to make it play the pronunciation for me, but it won't. Or it, or it is, and I'm... Oh, I know why, why I can't hear it. Hold on a sec. We're distracted motherfuckers right now. So, I had to switch uh, my headphones and put them into my external card. Sepulcher is how uh, the um, the computer said it. Sepulcher. All right, so uh, where were the, we? The skin had an overall greenish-blue tone that spoke of summers spent reclining in some of the best sepulchers Europe had to offer. This giant reacted to Calvin's intrusion into its task of obstructing a public thoroughfare, not at all. Instead, he simply gazed into the setting sun as if the daily descent of that orb were the greatest wonder of creation, against which all else was but dust Dust in the the wind. wind. All we are is dust in the wind. Talk to him, Ted. Does anybody know any of the words except dust in the I close my eyes. Only for a moment, then the moment's gone. And that's it. Or something like that? Yeah, that's it. I could be paraphrasing that even. That that's that's it, but I don't know any of the other words. Oh, we broke into song for the first time in Years. Years. Oh, that reminds me of an idea I have to tell you about later. Okay. We are ruining Mike Dominic's piece of dunce cap Presbyterian. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. (sighs) At first, Calvin was inclined to sputter at this indignity and was preparing a lecture on social rank and the use the devil made with idle hands. Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I could read that. No, I was just, I wanted to read the sentence again. At first, Calvin was inclined to sputter at his indignity and was preparing a lecture on social rank and the use the devil made of idle hands. However, seeing the dull cast of the giant's eyes and the waxiness of his skin, Calvin realized he was in the presence of one touched by the gods, which is to say a stone-cold idiot. And cautioned himself so charity. Um, I was just trying to figure out what the so charity was actually meant to say. Which is to say a stone-cold idiot and cautioned himself so. I don't know where the charity fits in Or cautioned himself to charity. That's how you read it first. Perhaps this is some uh, turn of phrase that we are not familiar with. Kind of like the rest of the story. 
If I remember correctly, Mike Dominic is from somewhere in the uh, Norwegian. I don't area. remember. He thrust forth a bone. A bony hand in a gesture. <laughs> I liked it the first way better. He thrust forth a bone. E hand. He thrust forth a bony hand in a gesture of fellowship, partly born of the realization that he was presently getting his best robe all dusty. I say, friend, could you help me up? This seemed to break the giant's reverie. His head tilted down, and his eyes finally registered the presence of the theologian, or theologian, depending on where you're from. The Olog Ian. <laughs> In a voice like large rocks rolling down a hill, he spoke. Friend? Yes, friend, repeated Calvin indulgently his heart warming towards the simplest of heaven's creatures whose very existence he took to be proof of the mercy of the divine. Friend good, shouted the giant, now as a smile fit to scare crows. <laughs> now as a smile fit to scare crows and give nightmares to children spread across his battered face. Taking Kelvin's arm, he lifted him from the ground, several feet from the ground, in fact, tossing him skyward like a cat with a shrew. Catching him in his descent, the giant hugged him to his breast, beginning a lunatic dance around the cobbled street, repeating, Friend good, friend good, as he capered, at least insofar as a monument can be as he capered... Said. What? <laughs> Nothing. As he capered, at least insofar as a monument can be said to caper. Friend good. Friend. Fire bad. What, what happened? Did that plane just fall out of the sky? I think so. That's why I got a little distracted. This is the worst reading of any arrow of my short story in history. Just oh. so you know. No, I'm putting it on the record. We are so. ruining this very intense piece of a great deal of work. We're supposed to. I will never get over the way you say that word. What do you mean? We're not intentionally... It's supposed to happen accidentally. We're just doing a really piss-poor job on this. Seriously. Nerf was Calvin's only comment on this behavior. Given the fact that his face was smothered in the cloth of the giant's garments, this may have meant, yes, yes, very good, now please put me down. Or it might have just as likely been meant to say, my arm has gotten numb and I'm pretty sure I just felt a rib pop. <laughs> really good skipping down the street now the giant had hold of calvin by the scruff of his robes flailing him about in a ragdoll fashion as he cavorted exactly as a brick cistern would cavort boppity he's built like a brick cistern boppity was the only sound the pastor made which was not so much a comment as it was the sound of his brain rattling off his skull Friend, 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 <laughs> friend, friend. Why does the giant sound like that? Friend, tell the giant again. No, stop it. All right. Shouted the giant again as they reached the edge of Lake Geneva. His cry echoing across the water and off the surrounding mountains, disturbing several fishermen and causing at least one stone gargoyle on the cathedral, its mortar shaky for some time, to finally let go of its moorings and allow the heavenly aspirations of its sculptor to give ground to the earthly science of Mr. Newton. This is an editing nightmare. <laughs> The thickly muscled giant once again hugged the pastor tightly to his chest, not noticing the crackling, grating, and eventually squelching sounds that came from his newfound compatriot. 
Setting Calvin gently on the ground, his back against a mooring, the giant settled the religious leader's velvet cap square on his head. Standing back to regard his friend more closely, a sudden light came into his eyes, as if some intelligence that had once been present was now briefly reawakening and blossoming into awareness. Cocking his head slightly to one side, the giant asked of his companion, So, if we are predestined, then how is justification by faith even possible? Sadly, having successfully defended his doctrine of the primacy of faith all his life, John Calvin had no argument to offer at this moment. Far from any theological failure, this was the result of the fact that his bones and internal organs now resembled nothing so much as a bag of suet pudding, and the greater essence, the greater essence that had once been the great church reformer, was now finding out firsthand the long-term effects of a line of faith and righteousness. Life. What did I say? Line. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Does it matter? Yes. <laughs> and the greater essence that had once been the great church reformer was now finding out firsthand the long-term effects of a life of faith and righteousness. After a minute of receiving no answer, the shine left the giant's eyes, and he turned his face westward once more as the sun dipped below the line of the mountains. At long last, he breathed a bellows sigh, turned and trudged away into the night. Yay! And that was The Dunson, the Presbyterian by Mike Dominic, whose website is paladinfreelance.com. Can you please tell me what the plot plunge was again? Uh, feel good dunce murders tender Presbyterian at sunset. Fuck, that's good. I love this story. That is a very good story. It's fucking genius. And maybe, we wrecked it, but it's genius. And maybe if you want to read it, he'll post it on Paladin Freelance. I think I might post it on our Facebook page so people can read it properly. Because there's no way that's all going to come out in the wash. That, that was a messy, messy mess. If I do say so myself. But it was all my fault, as you clearly pointed out. <laughs> oh, my chair's farting again. It sounds like you're on a saddle. <sighs> I've tried every chair in the place, and none of them don't make this sound. But I only hear it when I have the headphones on and the microphone on and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, let's listen to some messages. I think we should listen to some messages. Hey guys, it's Nibbles. You mentioned that you weren't getting calls on your permit line. So I went out and got the number and put it in my cell phone and called and here I am. Okay. Um, so there's your call. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Just wanted to say the show rocks. Thank you, customer. I sent you a text-to-landline message. To hear this message, press 1. How can you just leave me standing alone in a world that's so cold? Thank you for using text-to-landline. Thank you, customer. I sent you a text-to-landline message. Dream that you can a courtyard in ocean of violets in bloom animals drive curious. Thank you for using text-to-landline. Print customer. I sent you a text-to-landline message. Poses. Thank you for using text-to-landline. Uh, Preston, word whore. Uh, my name's Mark. I live in Kansas City. Uh, I submitted a story to you uh, about four years ago, uh, and you read it. It was one of the first things that I uh, that I ever heard on uh, on uh, po a podcast was uh, my story being read, and uh, I think my story was great, and I'm great, and uh, you and the word horror are great, and uh, I look forward to hearing more stories. So uh, thanks, and and have a good weekend.
Oh, testify buttons in the whore. Uh, this is Reverend Chumley from Cult of UHF, and I may be trapped out in the ether somewhere. Uh, my signal is weak, but let me tell you, we're still listening, and uh, we're, we're still loving. So uh, keep up the great work, and uh, continue on. All right? May the Holy Static bless you. Hey guys, uh, this is Cameron, aka Neo Chase. I just wanted to say, <clears throat> love the show, and thanks for keeping me company uh, at work on midnight shift. You guys uh, keep me awake and keep me laughing. So thanks a lot. Uh, keep up the hard work, if that's hard work. And uh, thanks for everything. Have a good one. Bye. Man, I've got this fucking fly that's tiny, but it's obviously it's a housefly, like a newly born housefly. It's about the size of a, you know, a fruit fly. Right. It's driving me crazy. Uh, anyway. I'm just glad people are using the fucking comment line. How do we get them to use it more often yes. without, without someone begging and pleading? Keep using it. Those people who call in, call in again. Those people who haven't. You're long overdue. There should be some sort of penance for never, never having called, right? Yeah. If you don't, yes. if you don't call, we're gonna find you. We're, we ask so little. We're gonna, we don't. We don't beg for votes on Podcast Alley anymore because it's a train wreck, and and we stopped begging about the raffle because it's over. So now we're begging for phone calls. Three oh five seventy six five. What? No. Three oh five seventy six shows. That's three oh five seventy six shows. As in, shows me your sepulchre. Good God! Come on, you can do better <laughs> than that, really. I can't remember the story now. <laughs> That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Well, I remember the story. I can't remember a, a reference. Well, it's in front of you, just like. No, I closed pull, it. That's why. Let a word. Oh, for fuck. Cakewalk. <laughs> Shows me your fucking cakewalk. Shows me your cakewalk. It's easy. Oh, please review us on iTunes. Nobody ever does that. It pisses us off a lot. Um, join us on Facebook. People actually do do that, and that makes us happy. Go to the forums. Get the difference. Pisses us off. Makes us happy. Which do you want to do? Do you really want to give them that? Uh, no. Voice? No, I'm afraid to know what the actual answer is. Mm. Oh, I really like the story. Thank you, Mike Dominic. And I'm sorry. I think you really probably should have sent it to the New Yorker. Although then you would have owed us some sort of credit for the plot plunger plunge. That's I think, true. Technically. I don't know. I don't know how this works. Oh, we don't know what we're doing. We never have and we never will. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Air out your shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com. Air out my shorts. My shorts. Oh my god, that's going to be such a hard edit.